It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt, and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, my dejected snowflakes. <laughs> yes. So here we are. A brave, bright new dawn. We're, we're in it, yeah. Here a it Brexit-y is. city dawn. The sunny uplands of Brexit are upon us. Is it a... It, it is a landslide, isn't it, I suppose? It is, And yeah. the landslide will bring you down, as Fleetwood Mac it, it, so rightly said. It, it, it is indeed, uh, I'm sorry to say, a landslide for the Conservatives. Um, the first Caught time beneath a landslide <laughs> in the Brexit supernova in the sky. Indeed, um, it, it is their What's biggest. What's the other use of landslide in popular song? Uh, Can you think landslide? Of? Um, no. Caught in a landslide. Caught. No escape from reality. Oh yes, of, of course. course. Which yeah, Jeremy yeah. Corbyn very much yeah. has been. Well, we'll get we'll go through all the main parties. I think that's probably the best thing to do. Shall we not? Let's just leave Labour and the Conservatives out, shall we? <laughs> no, I think we probably we should. Do Twenty minutes on the DUP. <laughs> you, you've left that a good night, haven't they? <laughs> no. Um, but um, if, if we're sorry, we're coming to you a little bit later. But obviously, we we know that you come to us first for your news, yes. dear listener. Um, so we did want to bring you that news, and we know that you will have been avoiding the Today programme and and the TV news to get your election results from us. Um, so I, I think at this stage we're looking at the biggest Tory majority since 1987. Yes. It's a thumping victory for Boris Johnson. Um, yes, it is. Uh, he made a very gracious um, victory speech, didn't he? He said... He um, said it's time to put a sock in your microphone, Steve Bray. He did. It's uh, over. Yeah, he That's did That's bringing that. the country back together, isn't it? He said, um, if you have lent me your vote, I am truly humbled. Well, he did say that, yeah. Um, and, uh, and and maybe we could maybe we could touch on that a little bit, but let, but let's talk about some of the highlights. So I think probably the the two standout moments for me of the night, on a serious note, were were Jeremy Corbyn. Well, I mean, quitting. He, he didn't quite quit, but he, he has quit. He is standing aside. He won't uh, fight another election. He seems to think that he can preside over the party for a period of reflection. Um, what I'm hearing from Labour is that members of his team are already trying to attach themselves to the next candidate right. um, who will be who they hope will carry on this very successful socialist experiment that Jeremy Corbyn has presided over the last four or five years. Um, so I, I would be very shocked if, if Corbyn isn't out the door within the next ten days, frankly. What do you think? I would be very surprised, but then when you see... You know, I, I, the, virtually the first thing I saw when I walked in the office this morning at about half six was John McDonnell saying, we've won the argument. Yeah. 
And then about half an hour later, I saw Ian Lavery saying this was the best yeah. Labour manifesto in history. Yeah, I mean, and yet they've just lost sixty seats. And once again, you know, it, it's it, it's you, you cannot win from. The, the, the position that they occupy. I, I was having a conversation... They, they wouldn't have won the election even if Brexit was not a factor. No. And I, I was having a conversation earlier w- with, with someone who said, you know, surely this means that Labour will now return to the centre and go after those votes. But the, the, trying to convince the um, the enterists, the, the, the Corbynistas, the, the um, Momentum members who joined the party after Jeremy became leader that this isn't the right path for them. It's like trying to convince a, a football fan that they should go and support another club because theirs isn't very good. Yes, exactly. I yeah. mean, uh, it, it, so that that is... I mean, th- there was a there was an encouraging poll in the summer that put uh, Keir Starmer as having the highest personal rating, I think, uh, amongst the potential Labour candidates, among Labour members. But he's going to stand on a platform of... Of bringing the party back into the centre, and that is not going to that is not going to win over the five hundred thousand lefty Labour members, is it? No, it, no, very much not. Um, but you know, if this if this doesn't change some minds, the scale of this defeat it doesn't change some minds. Then Labour really are doing. Then Labour really are in enormous enormous trouble. I mean, what we're what we're looking at with the majority of this size is probably two terms. Of Tories from now, well, it's. I mean, it's it's it is possible, but of course, you know, Boris Johnson is right when he said that many people. He did say that many people will in, will have voted intending to vote Labour next time. And yeah, he, but if Labour if Labour if Labour members then choose another another basically, I don't know, a, a young Corbynister or a Corbynister in a frock, yes. then it, they're going to lose the next election, and it will perhaps take that for some of these. Um, enterist to start leaving the party and for a centrist to be well, put into leadership and then you're talking 10 years well perhaps but I mean even if a you know even if it is somebody like Rebecca Long Bailey who I think has actually had quite a decent campaign and did did well um, she, she's much better in that debate format than she is actually one to one in a in a TV interview I think um, but even if it is somebody like her or, or Angela Rayner say they share a flat together, don't they? <laughs> yeah. So uh, presumably, but Angela Rayner was awful on um, uh, on the uh, young people's debate earlier in the week. Yes. Truly dreadful. Yeah. Well, I didn't think. Yeah. Just screeching and screaming and sounding like you know her and Joe Swinson were awful. Uh, Absolutely yeah, embarrassing. I didn't think she was great on that. Um, I, I wonder if one of them. I wonder if they're going to run against each other, Angela Rayner and Rebecca Long Bailey. <laughs> clearly, they're clearly they That's like some weird sitcom they go. They they, they they have to debate against each other and then they go back and watch Friends together. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, I mean, it's the Millie bands all over again. It's part of the psychodrama of the Labour Party, isn't it? Um, I mean, obviously, I've. But made... even if it is them, they haven't. Sorry, I, what I was going to say is, even if it is one of them, they don't have the history of the the awkward history of Jeremy Corbyn and. Presumably, they will be more willing to reach out to the centre in the party. Presumably, the hysteria from, you know, the the, the sort of the you know the what Labour WhatsApp group of journalists, the, the, the people that have basically told everybody for the last 
the last four years that if they voted for Tony Blair, they you know they were wrong and stupid and, and have no business voting, being in the Labour Party. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because the for for a long time the Corbynistas have been saying, um, well, if you don't like it, go and vote for the Tories. And lots of people have. And lots of people have. And how's that worked out for you, Labour? I know, yeah. But how? I mean, how is it? Before we look at all the parties, and really, well, we might as well just start with Labour, and we? We'll, well, we might as well start for la- with Labour. But I mean, also remain because people who listen to this podcast are listening because they are. We are all remainers, aren't yeah. we? Unless you've changed now, unless you're. <laughs> Unless you're part of the, the, yes. the bold new dawn. Yes, as soon as I finally leave the office after this marathon shift that I'm in the midst of, I'm going to go and get a big Brexit Day tattoo on my we got Brexit on my done. rippling chest. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, we'll do a vodcast next week if you get that tattoo done. A vlogcast? A v- yeah, no, a or vod- a, v- a vodcast? Is that yeah. just where I drink vodka and That's, I yeah. get a tattoo? A vodcast. <laughs> Um, I can't do my press-ups, by the way, um, this week. Why? Well, be, because of my sore hand. Oh, you've got a sore hand. And it's got worse. Look, it started to bruise underneath. I'll have to tell the listener. I had a fall, like, like, like a, you know, like an elderly man. Yeah, which I am. Was it um, drink-related? No, it wasn't. It was um, early on a Sunday morning. When oh I dear. Fell. So it, I would have felt better about it. I and think, what, if and, and what caused the fall, if not? Did you just have a an gust of wind? <laughs> I just lost my footing. You just lost. Your I was footing. going down some stairs. So it was a, a, a precarious, um, you know, um, stairway, and um, and I fell. So I can't do any press ups. I've hurt my hand. I'm, I'm bruised and that's, battered. That's deeply disappointing. I too cannot do any press ups. That's because I'm <laughs> overweight <laughs> and unfit. But I do. I. I to have an industrial injury, which is which, which occurred last night when I went down for about... Um, this was drink-related. It was about five past twelve when I was going <laughs> to bed and I went down for a glass of water and then I managed to catch the, the, by the end of my unsocked toe oh, no. on the door as I closed oh, it. What is the worst thing to drawing stand a, on? Drawing a bit of blood. What is the worst thing to stand on when you're in the middle of the night when you're barefoot? Well, any sort of... I mean, if, if you child, if, yep. you, if you've got children, yep. then it's, yep. it's any sort of... Lego. Small, well, Lego, but Oof. also the small die-cast metal uh, car. Yeah. But the very worst is an upturned plug. An upturned plug? Have you ever I've done never that? done that, no. I used to do that all the time, but I think it was because we only had, like, one plug socket in my... Um, was in that my... Billy Joel upturned plug? Upturned plug, yeah. Is there any hope for the Leavers? For the Remainers? Oh, sorry, for the... Yes. I think the Leavers are full of hope. The Leavers are um, full of Is there any hope? Um, I think I think if we're going to be if we're going to try and be positive, what I think we should try and be positive. Okay, before well, we the, get into a world of negativity. Well, the, the, this country has never had a pro-European movement that is as well supported as it is right now. Yes, correct. Um, and and for that, you know, we we should be grateful. I think that that you know this is not. Let Let's remember that the Brexiteers for for decades. To even get the referendum, yes, uh, you know the fight doesn't end now. If anything, it's time to redouble efforts and and get behind the people who want us to be a um, you know a, a, a remain. Uh, no party is now going to be a remain party. They're going to have to be a rejoin party, yes. aren't they? Um, but I, I think 
I don't think it will take decades for there to be serious conversations about us rejoining the EU in some way, shape, or form. No, I agree. I, I think that if 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 you know Remainers, um, the forty eight percent can can put pressure on Labour, particularly to get their act together, then this could be a conversation that can happen in the next five to ten years. Yes. The good news for you guys, of course, is that. You get to listen to this podcast for that entire time. Yes, we'll just keep <laughs> droning on. We um, will keep keep droning on. Yeah, I think you know, and I think Boris Johnson and Michael Gove sort of nodded towards this, didn't they? There are there are an awful lot of people out there, and there'll be a lot of people who voted on Thursday who don't actually, you know, didn't want Brexit, but but wanted the to see the result of the. 26 referendum carried out and um, and I think that that is a powerful thing and in many ways we we are pretty much where we were you know on the morning of the, the 24th of June 2016 I agree um, and I also I, I also think you know it has been it's quite a hard thing isn't it to say I'm hot I'm just going to take my clothes off can you just leave it at your <laughs> If, leave it at your jacket, please. I don't want to see anything else removed. I'm feeling queasy enough already. Um, uh, so, from that point of view, I also think it's it's much easier to uh, to have a position of rejoin rather than you know the the mandate that was given to us by a slender majority won by cheating and lying, as we all know. Yeah. Um, but it's much easier to say we will let's rejoin rather than let's ignore that mandate. I agree that I agree whatever. with that as well. So even if, though there are many good reasons why the, that mandate, you know, should have been scrutinised. So listen, it, it, obviously it is not good news this morning for for the Remain cause, but it shouldn't be the end. It should be time to take stock, refuel, yes, and um, get like rejoining done. Get rejoining done, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. So, uh, let, so let, 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 let's talk more squarely about Labour then. Yes. Because they're uh, they're they're going to have a leadership contest sooner rather than later. I they would imagine. They certainly are. Um, they, they, I have absolutely no sympathy with, um, you know, my natural party at all at this stage. They have no one to blame for their current. Uh, issues other than themselves. Yes. This um, government, this Tory government of the last two and a half years, three years, has been one of the worst in living memory. It yes. is an absolute joke that after nine years in opposition, I think it's the first time in a hundred years that an opposition party has uh, has lost votes after being out of power for as long as nine years. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so you know, generally, opposition parties put on vote. They might just chip away at the the government, but and I know that it's a little bit different because we've got a new prime minister. But that is atrocious, absolutely atrocious. We look back at Michael Foot and think he was a disaster for Labour, uh, and scoff at him. But Jeremy Corbyn is an unprecedented, unmitigating disaster Ooh. for the Labour Party. An absolute disaster. If you think otherwise, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. You know, all this, this Tony Blair bashing, all right, you might not agree with Iraq, etc., etc. There might be loads of things, but he won three elections. He's the most successful Labour leader. Um, and you can't just have a narrow church 
and expect to win elections. It is not going to happen. There is not millions and millions of super lefties in this country. The Labour Party is the correct place for those people to be, but they've got to accept people that are not as well. They can't just be a pressure group. We've warned about this, that Labour will turn into a pressure group for years now on this podcast, and that is what they've become. And to be honest, they're not worth their one, well, 200 seats or whatever they're going to end up with. They're not worth that at this stage. They're really not. No, I mean, I, I, I agree completely, unfortunately. And, you know, there, there, there are some people who will tell you that, well, as Ian Lavery said, it was the greatest manifesto of any Labour Just party. Nonsense. It's a it's a moral victory. Nonsense. The people who defended the manifesto in nineteen eighty three said it was Tony Tony Benn said it was a, a you know, remarkably great manifesto. It was an amazing thing that so many people had voted for true socialism. But, you know, the Labour Party I mean there's there's that quote, isn't there? The what is the quote? The Labour Party is a crusade or it is nothing. But mm. really the Labour Party, political parties exist to gain power. Exactly. Not to be a pressure group. Yep. They exist to gain power and to help people. Labour cannot do any good in opposition. Exactly. They need to be in power. Exactly. And right. if they... Tr- if they t- well, if, you know, well, I, I, I mean, people like Stella Creasy have proved that you... Oh, you know, yes. Is, no, no, no. I, they, 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 can do good th- they can do good things in, in individual constituencies, and it's great yes. that Stella Creasy, I'm a big fan, and it was lovely to see her, actually. Did you see her... She was she was there yes. with her newborn baby. That was a that was a nice moment. But you know, if Jeremy Corbyn truly truly cares, and I think he does, he's just misguided about people who have to use food banks and the homeless, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, then he would be more open to trying to gain the centre, which always, always, always wins elections in this country, so that you can get in power and actually help them. Because outside, all they can do is put pressure on government, and that's very important, of course. Mm. But you can't enact true change if you're not in number 10. Yes. Now, I mean, we're recording this quite... It's just coming up for 8am, isn't it? And um, I've yet to hear the thoughts of Led McCluskey. Um, But, I mean, what a... Should we try and get him on the phone? What a personal disaster this is for Led McCluskey. Here's a terrible leader who everyone said knew would be a terrible leader, Mm. installed, you know, at the promptings of Led McCluskey... The woman who he's got a child with, Jenny Formby, is ran Jeremy Corbyn's was Jeremy Corbyn's handler during this campaign, yep. during which Jeremy Corbyn performed extremely badly. The, the yep. Andrew Neil interview, car crash, uh, which was four weeks ago, yep. that killed off any chance that the Labour Party had of, of, of winning this election, uh, and it, they need to own that. So, Jenny Formby, Corbyn's handler, a terrible performance by Corbyn, who. McCluskey went for, and, and Carrie Murphy, who Len McCluskey is now <coughs> close to, ran the party's yeah. campaign yeah. and decided yeah. that it would be a good idea to send Jeremy Corbyn around the country in piling up votes in, in well, as it turned out, I mean, going to the northeast uh, didn't prove, um, you know, that, no. that proved to be a disastrous tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Len McCluskey and the Corbynistas have seized control of the Labour Party. Mm. You know, they there will not be an early leadership election for the very reason that if there was a leadership election on Monday morning, somebody like Keir Starmer or Emily Thornberry would win. Yeah, and they, or could and they, win. And they can't have that, or, or could win. Well, people will join. People, you already see it on social media, people flocking to rejoin the Labour Party mm-hmm. to vote against the Corbynistas. But mm-hmm. instead, it will go on and on. They'll pick over it for a while, and then at the, I guess at the conference... 
you'll have a, a new leader elected who will be somebody like Rebecca Long-Bailey or Angela Rayner. Well, so lessons learned, I'm afraid. Well, they won't learn any lessons. I'm you know. sad. I'm really. I, it actually physically pains me to say that I, I I don't think that this is a turning point for Labour back to somewhere where they can be electable. It is probably uh, another wrong turn for Labour where they'll become even less electable. Yeah. That is my greatest fear, and that is a gr- and that is very bad news for for the Remain cause because the Remain cause needs someone sensible like Keir Starmer who understands the, um, the, 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 uh, the, the, um, the machinations of how, it could, how we could get back to a place where we could rejoin the EU um, and is a sensible and potentially electable leader, hmm. not, not, just, not just someone who will squawk on. Yeah. And, that, and that, is what, that is what we stand to get from Labour again. No, I mean, they will say that Jeremy Corbyn has been, and they're already saying that Jeremy Corbyn has been demonised by the press, treated Oh, this has annoyed me so much overnight, though, because it, how many times on social media especially have we heard that, you know, the MSM mean nothing and they're pointless, and well, as, as soon as it doesn't go their way... Exactly. ..it's because, the you know, the nasty MSN has, uh, has, has demonised Jeremy Corbyn. Well, either they're influential or they're not. Well, yes. I mean, it's uh, it's fair to say that Jeremy Corbyn has been treated quite badly by the press. A lot of it is he's been the agent of his own misfortune. Deservedly. You know, I, I've got opinion. news for you. Every Labour leader is treated badly by the press, yeah. including Tony Blair at the start. Yeah. But, yeah. But, if um, you, but do you know what? Some Tory leaders have been treated pretty badly as well. Look at John Major. Well, exactly. You know, if you go... Uh, Look at poor old Maggie Thatcher. You cannot... <laughs> she was treated disgracefully. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you cannot, you, you cannot treat the press from the oppositional, uh, in the oppositional manner that the Corbynistas have, have, have treated them. It's just stupid. You've got to try and bring people on side. You've got to communicate. You know, people that we know, that I know in, in the in the campaign, saying, well, you know, Boris Johnson might have walked into a fridge and he might dodge this interview and, and that interview. <laughs> And imagine if he'd actually just repeatedly walked into a fridge door like Sideshow Bob. But he might have done that. But they did say, you know, on the campaign bus, on the campaign trail, Boris Johnson would, you know, would come back. You'd get a little bit of personal time with Boris Johnson, whereas Jeremy Corbyn, very, you know, closeted away, held held away, ignoring the the journalists that were Well, let's let's segue then into the Tories, because... um, Do you think the Tories... Do you think, I mean, they didn't even run a good campaign apart from three words which were, yeah. which we know were get yeah, Brexit but, done. Well, well I, 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 I agree with you and I disagree with you because their campaign from the start was don't mess it up, don't drop the yeah, ball, exactly. very, very defensive. And until he took that phone off the um, ITV Yorkshire or whatever it was, reporter um, earlier in the week, it, it, they didn't. And then Labour had a chance to seize on it. And what happens? Yeah. Well, I know. I know. The Shadow Health Secretary is recorded slagging off his leader. Yes. I mean... It's a shame, because John Ashworth is a good performer, and he was doing... And he was right. He was was doing... (laughs) Don't disagree with him. He was right. But he was doing well up until that moment. I like Jeremy Corbyn said, 
John has got a very strange sense of humour. Yeah. <laughs> he did say it's just pants, didn't just he? Just pants. But that's Play like pants. that's like when you're a bit sexist in the office. I mean, not you, but yeah. people generally. That's the, the the excuse of the office sexist, isn't it? It's just pants. Yes, it's a exactly. poor excuse for anything. Um, but I, so I think that I mean, actually the, the stunts were abysmal. I mean, the, the, the polystyrene brick wall and the, the digger. I mean, that was that was absolutely horrific. The the, the I mean, the, na- the really nasty thing of, that Dominic Cummings does under his breath, the, the dog whistle of immigration in the last few days of the campaign, yeah, yeah. really appalling. But really, all the Conservatives had to do... all they, you know, The Conservative campaign essentially was three words and a photo of Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, and, that yeah. was, and, that, and that was it, yeah. really. Well, I was talking to... Um, Norman Lamb, it uh, seems like a million years ago now, but it'll be a, only be about 12 hours ago, I guess. Um, uh, well, just after the exit poll came through, actually. And and he was saying, you know, on the on the doorsteps... He, Norman Lamb is a former health minister, Lib Dem health minister in the coalition, and he stood down this time. He did. And um, his seat has His gone. seat has wildly gone to the Tories. Yes, 14,000 14, majority from a 4,000 Lib Dem I mean, that's crazy. Well, we'll um, come on to the Lib Dems in a yeah, minute. Yeah, but the, um, he, he, he was saying, you know, there may be three stupid words that actually mean nothing, but it cut through. You know, on of the course. doorstep, people were repeating it back to him. Yeah, it, yeah. it worked. So, you know, Dominic Cummings may be evil, but he may be an evil genius. Um, you know, he, 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 he recognised that all they had to do w- was not drop the ball. Yes. Um, because Corbyn was toxic. I think they recognised early and on Britney that. Spears. Oh, that is a good song. It's a great song, isn't it? That's a, oh, do, do you know who wrote I don't it? Know, I've now got who wrote it. Kathy Dennis. Yeah, and do you know where she's from? She's from Norfolk. She's from this very fine city that we sit and is record this Norwich? podcast in. Yeah. Uh, yes, Kathy Dennis. I, I, I can't help seeing Jeremy Corbyn in that sort of what, that? blue pleather <laughs> uh, air stewardesses. Do you uniform. reckon he'll do Strictly? <laughs> he could do. He won't, he? though, will he? He won't. I think people, I think, uh, to, to paraphrase another vote, he wouldn't I win. I think people in this country have had enough of Jeremy Corbyn. I think, I think you might be right. What will he do? I don't, I, I mean. Well, he'll carry on being an MP, of course, won't he? But he'll spend more time in his allotment, I guess. Well, will he even carry on? He's a 70 year old man, you know, and he's he's had quite a few years. He's, he's had a good few years, hasn't he? I mean, he did this, he essentially stood. For, as Labour leader for the lols, didn't he? And then, yeah. And then what well, he stood? Be, he stood because Diane Abbott and John McDonnell had already stood. Did Diane Abbott have odd shoes on yesterday? She did have odd shoes. What, on what, why? Do we know I why? Know, but you know, she's a busy woman. No, I, I mean, she was out on the campaign trail. I see lots of, or, I, or certainly I used to see lots of uh, hipsters. Yes. Because I used to drink in a hipster bar. Did you? Yeah, and but I don't anymore. No. I've been barred for not being hip enough. No, your beard's not long enough. Yeah, come on, Grandad, time to go home. Don't fall been, again. You've been using <laughs> Harry's shaving gear. Yeah, exactly. And um, little free plug for you there, Harry's, if there you, you want to come Harry's. back to us. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and a lot of young people do wear odd shoes. Do they? Yeah, yeah. They tend to, really? like, pick... A one blue Converse <laughs> boot and one red one. Right. So okay. there's some kind of matchup. But they don't do the left. You know, they don't wear two left shoes, do they? Were they two left shoes? Yeah, I don't as well. They were, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm not judging her at all. You do what you want. If well, I don't care what you wear on your feet, you choose what you want to wear on your feet and you wear it. But yeah. that is an odd choice when you leave the house. I'm not just going to have odd shoes. 
I'm going to pick two left shoes. Well, I mean, have you ever done this? In the defence of Diane Abbott's shoe selection. Yeah, you know those those sort of <laughs> those sort of you know those sort of what left shoes? Those slip-ons. Yeah, she's just quickly slipped them on. You know, they're not they're not sort of banana shaped, are they? Like <laughs> like some of those. They're, they're difficult. She's she's up. She was clearly. I mean, she was photographed with commuters, wasn't she? Yeah. She was up trying to, you know. So she I was. I just wonder. So she was up at six a.m. I've I've had some early starts. Oh, I've had some late nights sleepy. and early starts, but I've never worn odd shoes. Probably planning the wallpaper from when she, you know. I've, I've, am I going to redecorate my ministerial office? I've had. I've had. What sort of jaguar am I going to get? I've had accidental odd socks. Yes. Um, but usually quite close to oh. one another, but not 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 accidental well, it's, odd it's, shoes. Let's 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 you know. Let's not. I'm not being mean. I'm really not. Because I, I I hope she went. Do you know what? I'm going to try something a little bit different. I'm going to style it out. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I know. I also wonder if that isn't the case. If she sort of got just far enough away from home where it wasn't wasn't enough that she could turn back and well, went. Oh bugger! Well, at some point. <laughs> At some point, oh, no. she will have realised a mistake, won't she? But, uh, you know, I've got to be... We've all had those moments. Oh, no, yeah, what have exactly. I done? Like, you, you know. In fact, I'm not wearing any trousers at the moment. <laughs> but it's like those anxiety dreams, isn't it? Where I always get, get to school and realise I'm naked. Yes, absolutely. Oh, no, that was actually something that happened. Yes. And I was 27. Or that one where you stand <laughs> to be the leader of the Labour Party for a church. But you're a completely unelectable old lefty. And then you lo- lead it to its most catastrophic defeat in um, many years. Oh, shall we look at our predictions? Our pre-match predictions? Yes, yes, please. Because we, the new European team, we, um, <clears throat> we um, did some pre-match predictions. Uh, Is there a winner and loser in this game? Well, so the, on the outcome... Uh, a couple of us, uh, I won't say who, but it was Jasper, the editor, and Jono, who runs the website. They they thought it would be a hung part. Uh, oh, what? Uh, you said there'd be a Tory majority of 18. I said there'd I be... I never a, did. You did? I d- you did? I never said 18. You did? You said there'd be a Tory majority of that 18. That was a mistype. Uh, 88, I, said, I mean. I said there'd be a Tory majority of 33. Mia... Yeah, she won that one. She said there'd be a Tory majority of sixty-five. Uh, I said that the Tories would get three five nine and Labour would get one nine eight. Mm. Um, you said three four two and two two three. You were quite a way off there. I, uh, I think Mia was probably the closest. She said that the Con and the DUP would get three eight four. So what's that? So about three seven four for the right. Tories and Labour one nine four. So I think Mia wins that one yeah, as well. Yeah, she's done well, hasn't she? Uh, I am notoriously bad at predicting. Everybody elections. apart from Mia predicted that Dennis Skinner would lose uh, his seat. Yeah, that was a safe one. Um, I, I predicted Theresa Villiers, but she didn't. She didn't. I predicted Theresa Villiers. I got Skinner, Flint, and Goldsmith. So I and, and Villiers. So well, I got good. three. I got three. That's out of the good. Four. I wasn't counting. I wasn't counting Flint as a as a as a big loss, really. So I win that one. We. I. I said that none of the Tory defectors. Uh, sorry, none of the um, well Tory and Labour defectors would win their seats, and that sadly proved to be correct. A lot of people thought that. I the, hopefully. Luciana, I did. I was. It was a hopeful prediction win. that. Um, uh, Mia said that Subri, Chuka, Angela Smith 
uh, would all lose, which they did, but that Grieve, Berger and Gork would win, uh, yeah, which they Subri didn't. Subri was really disappointing. Did you see her numbers? Yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, I, you know, I just think... I mean, she was very much the public face of yeah. defiance, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, everybody apart from me uh, said that no, Corbyn wouldn't stand down on Friday. I said that Corbyn would stand down on Friday. It's still Friday. It still could happen. Well, he, um, I think I you also can, thought that Nigel Farage would stand down on Friday. I think you can you can say that Corbyn stood down. I, I, I'll give you that. Uh, I wrote the headline: Jeremy Corbyn call on open quotes. I quit. Now, Mia. Though she didn't say that Joe Swinson would lose her seat, yeah. she predicted that Joe Swinson would stand out today, uh, and Layla Moran will be the new uh, leader. And you know, I think it's going to be very tough for Joe Swinson to stay in. So I think the the, the big winner. Joe Swinson's gone. The big winner of the night was she's gone. Well, she's, I know she's lost her seat. No, no, she's still. Oh, down. she's resigned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is breaking yeah. news. First with the news, yeah. Ed Davey will be the acting Lib Dem okay. leader, I didn't and know that, Baroness sorry. someone or other. Um, and there will be a leadership election in the new year. Baroness Thatcher? Baroness, I think it is Baroness Thatcher, yes. Is it Baroness, uh, is it our friend <laughs> Sal Brinson? Yes, that's right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but they've not got a lot to choose from, really. Who came to, uh, who came to our, our that's right. 100th issue party, didn't yep. she, Sal? Yep. And is yep. a very nice woman. Yep. Well, good luck yep. to her. Um, so, there you go. Um, so, yeah, shall we talk about Joe Swinson, then? Uh, I, I what are you doing with your ear? I'm itching it. You're itching your ear. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to remember that I. Uh, uh, you've been to bed. I have been to bed. Yeah. This is a fog, dreamlike fog for me. In a fugue state. Yeah. I think you're performing well better and, than I am. And do you know what we've? Do you know what we've got a difficult day ahead? Not just because of my poorly hand. Yes, or my sorely toe. Yeah, but because um, it is the. Not the new European Christmas party this evening, but it is a work Christmas party this evening. It is evening. a work Christmas party. Are so you attending? I, I am, but I'm doing that. I'm just going to have a couple. Okay. Which will end up at 3am with me dancing on the table with a, you know, my underpants on my head. Doing over. karaoke. Yeah. Doing an embrace song at karaoke. Oh, which is in itself. embrace. <laughs> What's so, oh, right, I'll tell you the story. I used to live... I used to, so I've got a, a weird sort of connection to Embrace or Embraces. If you, embraces. If you don't remember Embrace, you're very lucky. So who, embrace, were, who were Embrace? Embrace were a were a were a sort of wannabe Oasis. Yeah. Who sort of landed in about 1997. Oasis aspired to be like the Beatles, and <laughs> Embrace aspired to now be don't like be Oasis. Mean. Don't be mean, because <laughs> because it was very exciting when em- Embrace well, arrived. Shed seven. Because they were from Brighouse, which is a little town just outside Huddersfield. Oh, I thought they were from Huddersfield. So, well, I mean, that is kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, and and Danny McNamara, who was the lead oh, singer, yes. the most unlikely lead singer of any band ever, because well, he, he can't sing. sing. Yeah. Um, he used to he used to fire off emails to the enemy from Huddersfield Library, supposedly the story goes, right? Because uh, that was where they, you know where there was a computer with the internet, saying how they were the greatest band ever and all this kind of thing. And uh, and he kind of fell for it for a bit, and 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 I got quite into Embrace, and I had some of their early EPs and stuff, and then my granddad. Um, sadly now departed, Jim was his name. His uh, first wife, my grandmother, um, died many years before, um, and, and he remarried and, uh, to, a, to, a, a, to a lady called Nancy. And, and I was round visiting them one time, and I was like a you know, 16, 17-year-old in a, in a park trying to, trying to look like Liam Gallagher. And my granddad said, Oh, 
Nancy's nephews are in a band. You should listen to them. And I said, whatever. She went, yes, I called him Brace. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> so in a, in, a, in a weird way, I'm kind of their brother. You are? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Um, but yeah, my, I mean, my granddad went to Richard McNamara. There's two brothers in Brace. He went to their wedding. Right. And he got the um, order of service signed for me <laughs> by Richard McNamara. <laughs> and I went to see them on December the 8th, 1990. I guess it would have been six. It must have been 1996, yeah, just before they went massive. Now, sadly gone, Leeds Town and Country Club. And it was a brilliant, brilliant gig. I'm not saying the music was good, but it was a brilliant gig. We had a great time. We had a great time, yeah. And they, of course, they did an England-European Championship song as well, didn't they? They did, yeah. It, and was, ter- really, it was terrible, wasn't it? They're really good pals with um, Chris... Um, Akabusi? Yeah, probably, but I was thinking Williamson? of uh, the guy from Coldplay. Oh, Martin. Um, but, but and they and Chris Martin wrote their comeback single because they had a little comeback. Gravity, remember Gravity. that? Gravity. No. I tell you. Anyway, the story I was going to tell you was I used to. I lived in this really nice flat in Belsize Park, and a guy underneath worked in the music industry. Yes. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Really nice guy, and he he told me a story about how he used to live with Danny McNamara when Embrace first moved to London, and he said that one time he came back from the pub, and. He went in, the flat was all in darkness, and he went in, and Danny was sat in the front room listening to their debut album on his headphones and singing it out loud to himself. Oh, bless him. Anna. Singing it badly. Well, he didn't sing it very well on the record, no, so I doubt it was know. very good in the front room. But they made their money. They had their fans. They're, still, their they're still going, I think. I think they're still with us, Embrace. Are they? Yeah. Dear, oh dear. I saw, I, I've seen them a few times. Well... We've all got our crosses to bear. Ah, nah, they were, they were never, you know, they were never going to be Pink Floyd. No, they were very much not. They are, their best song... Or indeed Pink. Their, be- <laughs> their best song is called Out of Nothing. That's their most ambitious Out of Nothing. Song. They did, he did, to give him his due, he did wear an anorak quite stylishly. He did, and we he should... quite nice hair, didn't he? Yeah, and, and we shouldn't... Um, and actually, Richard McNamara is not a bad guitarist. He auditioned for the, um, the Blur gig when Coxon left. Did he? Yeah, he didn't get it. No. <laughs> Who got that? Uh, Rebecca Long Bailey? No, I think... Was it, was it Craig Gannon did it for a bit? Did he? I think, maybe. From Mike the Smiths, I don't, I don't know. I didn't think number, in, Smith's number five. I thought Damon Albrand just... Played everything, didn't he? No, I think. Well, Coxon came back fairly quickly. Anyway, we've yeah, veered is. off into uh, I tell you musical what we history. We should talk about is Nicola Sturgeon. We should because we have, have we finished with the Tories? Because there's one more point I want oh, to make on Tories, and then we'll talk about Nicola Sturgeon. <clears throat> yes, and then we'll talk about the Lib Dems, and then and then we'll probably leave you to go on with your day. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, the so the thing about the Tories, we've just seen Boris Johnson speak in front of a, in front of um, a sign that says the People's Government, yes, which could easily have been the other way around, Jeremy Corbyn, if he'd have been. Of course. Do you think that there in the during this campaign and the first few words he said in his acceptance speech were "One Nation Conservatism, yes. One Nation Tory"? Do you think that there is actually now going to be a move towards? the centre and away from that hard Brexit thing, do you think this this majority actually might be, in a weird kind of way, a good thing? Because if it had been a smaller majority, the ERG would have still had some power. As it is now, they are neutered, they don't have that power. 
you know, Boris, uh, whatever you think of him, I think is more of a natural liberal. He yes. went with where the wind blows on Brexit for personal gain. This majority now gives him the chance to be more like he was as London mayor. Yes. And, you know, you know, horrific that he's prime minister. But is there a slight silver lining on that? Well, I think there is. I think for the reasons that you've said, there is, a, you know, the, the ERG have been neutralised, haven't they? And... You know, this was this was sort of coming out from moderate Tory yeah. uh, people uh, overnight, wasn't it? Um, so the ERG's influence is much less than it was. However, mm. you know, the ma- the mania for no deal that exists within these people mm. is not going to be quelled. And no. and but I think if, if any, you know, if if we think that the ERG are going to shut up. And oh, they're no, not no, going. And they're not going to press for no, no tariffs. You know, no. tariff-free trade. Let's just open it all up. If you think that they're not going to press for, you know, a, a much, you know, a real all-encompassing trade deal with with America, then I think you'd be very disappointed. Yeah, but I, 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 they're not going to shut up. But just because people don't shut up, doesn't mean you have to listen to them. And I think that. The, this large majority gives Boris the opportunity to do that. I hope he takes that opportunity. Yes. It, it, you know, we, we will see. Um, but but the know, sounds that are coming out seem to suggest that. And I think that, it, it, you know, if there if oh, All right, bad news is people's vote, second referendum, it's dead for now, hmm. um, you know, in, in the immediate future. What I would also say is good news. I reckon the deal is dead as well. Well, yes, I, I very much hope so, but I do think that, you know, an awful lot of those... Remember that everybody, you know, all of those Tory MPs, and how many are there now? 300 and... Is it 362? 300 teen. Sorry, yeah, no, sorry, it's nearly nearly 382, isn't it? 307, 2,000. Yeah, there's quite a lot of them. It and is. all of those have signed up to... Back his deal. To, to back his deal. Yeah. Yeah. And they've, so, so they are all Brexiteers now. So that is going to go through next week. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, but really, the trade, you know, whether we get a hard or a soft Brexit is, is a fight that we can have next year because, and that should be the fight now. You know, the pressure should be on to soften that Brexit. Yes. And that will happen during the trade talks next year. Yes, exactly. It will, yeah. So there is um, still stuff to fight for, guys. There is still... Of course there is, yeah. Lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, let's let's see. It's, it's <coughs> one thing to say you're a one-nation Tory, isn't it? It's yeah. another thing to deliver on your... You know, he, he mentioned... Well, he said, the, apart from the, the sort of light crowing uh, about Steve Bray, two of the first things he said... Braying. Were, Praying about Bray. Praying about Steve Crow. Mm. Um, <laughs> two of the first things he said was, this was an election that I didn't want. Yeah. Untrue. And then he said, we'll, we'll, we're going to deliver 50,000 new nurses, which is, as we know, is untrue. 38,500 new nurses, by the way, would be a good thing to, to deliver. Let's let, let's see him do it. Um, but, yeah, it's it wasn't, it, it, you know, it, not a great night for the ERG, I, I would say. Um, of course, they you know they are going to get their Brexit, but their influence is, is is diminished. But they will not shut up. Also, while we're doing people whose influence is diminished, yeah, me. It's got my well, me and you. It's good, uh, it, great to see the the, the DUP. Yeah, uh, Dobbs getting. A, I mean, he lost, didn't he? Nigel Dodds lost. Yeah, and they've got kicking. Oh, did I call him Dobbs then? You did call him Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. who's Nigel Dobbs? Uh, there was David Nobbs, who was <laughs> a be fine writer, wasn't he? Did he write The Fallen Rise of Reginald Perry, David Nobbs? I don't know. Anyway. I might go and take my clothes off on a beach. Yes, that would be good. 
Can you do it quite away away from me, though, please? <laughs> would you be able to go in the... Would, how would the water respond to your gammy hand? Oh, it'd do it wonders, I think. I think it would. might do for my... I thought you were fixing my this. My poor toe as well. Yeah. So maybe we should both skip off naked into the sea. What? A, like doing the more common wise? What an image that would be. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon. Yes, great night for the SNP. She's um, a good campaigner, isn't she? In one, in one respect. Dreadful night for the SNP in another. Because they ain't getting no second referendum now. Well, well... Unless she holds one of these illegal ones. Well, that didn't go down... It didn't end brilliantly for the Catalonians, did it? It didn't, but I mean, that's that was very much why David Cameron ended up agreeing to it last time because he was terrified that they would they would do it and cause all kinds of civil unrest. But denying a referendum, you know, on that sort of mandate, there's there's Scottish parliamentary elections, isn't there? Uh, which are next year, I believe. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's later this year. I think it's next year. Surely yeah. not later this year. We can't fit another one in, can we? So, December there's so, something. So all of this, sorry, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's twenty. I think it might be twenty twenty one rather than twenty twenty. Sorry, mm. um, but all of this is is grist to their mill, isn't it? Oh yeah. Boris Johnson saying there won't be a, another. Yeah, it's another. You know, the, uh, you know, an English government r- ruling Scotland. I mean, that's what they will say and denying Scotland what it wants. Absolutely. Um, you know, she. But yes, Sturgeon was very impressive throughout the whole campaign. She was great. Her I've, reaction to Joe Swinson um, losing was perhaps a little bit unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure she realised she was being filmed, to no. be fair to her. Um, bit ungracious, but there you go. Well, but you I know, can forgive her that. Uh, so, um, but, but what can you say, you know? I mean, uh, the SNP's record in, of running health in Scotland doesn't look great, does it, on paper? Um, that might be was, more to do with the diet of the people in Scotland. Well, I think it's you know it's more to do Akin with to yours. It's more to do with yes, exactly. Just Could you deep fry this lager for me? <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, she she stands up incredibly well to scrutiny. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. She's a really good. I mean, I disagree with almost everything she says, but she's a fantastic politician. Yeah, she's really no, she is matter. really really good, and I think Scotland and Northern Ireland. You know, it's going to be a very bumpy ride for the Conservatives. Yeah, on yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You know, there's, a, there's the, the, you know, nationalists. That not only have the DUP lost their influence, they've lost some seats. Nationalists have gained more in Northern Ireland. You know, you've got. We, we, we are. Uh, I hate to say this. We are leaving the EU. Yeah. Breaking news. Oh, no. uh, we are going to leave the EU, and oh, yeah, with with Northern Ireland and Scotland, yeah. uh, both with you know growing nationalist movements. Yeah. Having voted against it, and uh, as Swinson pointed you out, you know they've rejected it three times now. Mm, mm. So, interesting. Well, yeah, I, I, but what a good campaigner! And she represents her people well. Yes, you very know, much they, so. Um, they, they know what they're getting with her, and they like her, and you know, and, and good for her. Very much so, you know. And, and I wonder how different it would have been with Ruth, Ruth um, Davis. Well, I think that I think that the I mean that was the one, this was the one area that would be disappointing for, I know, okay, I mean, I know they held on to quite a few of their seats, but what did they lose in Scotland? Eight seats, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, so, you know, with Ruth, I mean, Ruth Davidson is also a very good campaigner. Mm. So, um, but I think that is, uh, it was a good night for the SNP. Okay, let's talk about Joe Swinson then. Yes. Um, um, defeated, sacked, <laughs> Essential world, yeah, essentially. I mean, and we've gone in the space of five weeks from Britain's next Prime Minister to the Dole queue. Yes, 
I don't think she'll actually have to queue up now, will she? Uh, depends where she lives, probably. Well, Dumbarton. <laughs> Dumbarton East. Uh, exactly, <coughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, it's a, sh- it's a shocking performance by the Lib Dems. Really poor. They were squeezed really badly. But it was, a, you know, the, the, the revoke thing, in retrospect, was a huge mistake, wasn't it? Yeah, and, 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 and she turned did, off people who were in the Lib Dems. But also, she didn't. She just didn't come across well. No, she, she didn't. She again, I, I mentioned it earlier in the pod, like a toddler stamping her feet and squawking the, during the debates, just not ever quite getting her point across, and thinking that if she shouted over other people, that would do it. She just wasn't. She should have been the adult in the room. I'm no great fan of Nick Clegg, but when he was in those debates, it felt like he was the adult in the room yes. next to Gordon Brown and uh, and David Cameron, and that that could have been and should have been where Joe Swinson was on this. And I honestly thought she that would be the case. Me too. Yeah. And 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 just simply not. Yeah. Me just too. not up to the job. I mean, I've spoken on here before about the fact that all right, Mrs. Thatcher did win three elections, but you know. The, the media in this country, and sadly quite a lot of people in this country, do tend to um, do tend to rear up when there is a uh, forthright uh, younger woman. Yeah. Um, yes, which Mrs Thatcher obviously wasn't expressing her views in a very strident fashion, mm. uh, and I think she was a victim of that. But you're right, she was very poor in those I think debates. There, oh, I think there was an element of that to start with. And then I think that left because people realised, well, we don't have to attack her for being a young, strident woman um, because we don't need to. She's she's digging her own hole. And I think the um, and I think the um, the thing of saying I won't work with Jeremy Corbyn off the off the bat was was a, was also a, a, a tactical error. There were numerous tactical boo boos uh, uh, for Lib Dems, and I, we seem to have had so many false starts since Brexit with the Lib Dems. You know, oh, they're they're off again. They're coming back, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get a kick in, and it is no longer a hangover from the tuition fees. No, they're just not being very well run. No, it's true. Um, and it's true. you know, and, I, and you need to, you know, you you do need to question now what the what the Lib Dems are. What, what the point of the Lib Dems? What, is. The, what is the point of the Lib Dems? Clearly, they need a leader who is untouched by austerity. Yeah, um, which is pretty difficult, isn't it? it well, their, it is because there's not many their, of them left. in their reduced ranks. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think probably Chucker Ramuna or Luciana Berger even would have had a would have had a, a, a chance of running. That's clearly not now going to happen. No, um, so it's really difficult for them. It um, is. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do. Pack up. Well, but you you know that their their period of reflection will actually be spent will be spent in reflection rather than saying we were right, it was just everybody else that yes. was wrong. Yes, at least there is that. Um, um, I, think yeah. we, I, th- I don't think we said about Labour, did we, that if you have, you know, we've had, he's, they've had three years to come up with something, three years that they could have been going to all of those seats going, we don't like Brexit and, and here is why and we're going to explain it again. So... You know, so when we get into power, we will give you another chance to have a vote. You know, we hear what you're saying. We didn't come up with a policy. We could have done this for three years. They could have been up there for three years working on this, and instead they came up with something with four or five weeks to go, and it was unintelligible, a total mess. What a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. A complete disaster. And now they're saying we weren't Brexiteer enough. No. (laughs) 
You didn't try and talk about Brexit in the campaign. You tried to brush it under the carpet. You didn't talk about it for three years. You know, what an abdication of, of any sort of, you know, how can you, how can you do that? Thanks very much, Jeremy. Um, are there any winners and losers that we want to talk about? Winners and... The, well, if so, you, Keir Starmer, I would say, has had quite a good campaign because do you know how many TV appearances just one, he I think was allowed it was, to make? Yeah. One. Yeah. Um, and that was because he didn't want to talk about Brexit. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. I mean, why on earth prime, would prime you... Primetime TV appearances. So the, the Today programme, the morning shows, it was it was none. Yeah. But they did let it, it was none, but they did let him out of his box once. Yeah, he, w- he was on um, the NFL show on BBC <laughs> was, Two yeah, he, at well, quarter past one on a right. Tuesday he, morning. Well, he, had a, he came into Emmerdale. <laughs> just so. in the background. Will you vote for me? He's be- oh. desperately trying to get some TV time yeah, by anyway. just wandering past. Uh, so I think he's done quite well. Uh, who's done well for the? Who's done well for the? Top? Obviously, Jacob Rees-Mogg is, is a loser. <laughs> Isn't well, it? well, yes. I mean, that was true before, during, and after, and uh, and totally blew them off course for, for for three or four days, and then was put in his box. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him go, would you? Um, but I don't think he'll go immediately. I don't think he'll go. What in you his mean? Reshuffle. Go, well, oh, I don't know. Well, this reshuffle is going to be interesting because now he's got the majority that he could be. He could be. Um, he could be really. He don't. He don't mind a big reshuffle. Well, no, Boris, does he? Know. So. Um, so it could be. It'll be really interesting, and it will. We will. Tr- we will see from that reshuffle whether he's serious about his one nation conservatism. Yes. Because if he is, then Rhys Mogg has to go. Priti Patel has to go. Yes. You know, and 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 if he isn't, and he still is hoping to pander to the to the extreme right of the party, then he's know. not going to get rid of Priti Patel though. Even though she again, she was hidden, wasn't she? Well, I, do, I, I think he should. If he's bra- well, if he's brave he, enough, he I should think get he should. rid of her. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Sage go. No. I'll tell you who is a winner from the campaign, and he could replace the Sadge is um, Jeremy Hunt. Uh, no, uh, what's well, Jeremy Hunt. Uh, no, Rishi Sunak. Yes, who, yes. Who is a good performer? Yes, he you is. Know, He's had a he good lie, campaign. He lies with conviction. Yes. You know when Boris yes. Johnson says something that is not true, oh, and Matt, he sort of ruffles his hair. Hancock <laughs> is the same, isn't he? Matt Hancock is the same, and Sajid Javi, bless him, he's got Just something in his eyes that says, "I know that this isn't true." Did but you I'm see? Say it. Did you see well, Matt Hancock being interviewed <laughs> he can the other sell day? It with conviction. You see Matt Hancock being interviewed the other day. I, I, did you see it? Yeah. Well, he stood like so ridiculously close. close to that woman, looking in her ear. I mean, he's the breakout star of the campaign for me, Matt Hancock. I take my. He is deeply. Do you do? If it's hat, weird. Hat Mancock, I take my. My mouth to you. To you. <laughs> so that was it, basically, wasn't it? So that was the election 2019. I hate to say we <clears> told <throat> you so, but we did tell you so. Who sang that? I don't know. Was it Embrace? <laughs> it certainly sounds like him, the way you're singing it. <laughs> well, we've got some accent. Uh, four or five years of. One Nation Tories and big rows coming over Scotland and Northern Ireland. Yeah. Big trade deal to do. Liam Fox said it would be the easiest deal in human history. Though, oh, once yeah. Brexit is done. Well, I'll so, sleep easy. So that's fine. It's, you know, we probably are, you know, it's it's 98, 99% certain that we're going to go, isn't it? It really is. So it's all about rejoining there. And I think that is an easier message, to be fair, than revoke. I think it is. I think it is. 
Um, well, listener, thank you very much for, for joining us. Because of the rather um, extreme circumstances of this week, there is no Brexiteer of the week. Yes. Um, Bri- Britain is the Brexiteer <laughs> yes. of the week. Britain, congratulations. You are the Brexiteer of the week. Um, we'll be back next week, Yeah, of course. With our festive show. With our festive show. I'm coming in from my holiday. You are coming in from your holiday. Because I appreciate and love this podcast so much. Um, if you do, please leave us a lovely review on your podcatcher of choice, by the way. Do that. You can follow us on Twitter, at The New European. Yeah. You can follow you on Twitter. At Sanglesey. You can follow you on Twitter. At Porrit. Um, you can buy the printed edition, which you should. Please do. We, so we, we're out on Saturday this week. Yeah. Special... Uh, We've got to go and sub that now. Special ho- Howling Into the Void <laughs> issue. <laughs> Commemorative existential crisis existential. issue, written by Albert Carmen. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, and and we of course will be back next week. I'll be fresh from my fresh from my holiday. I'll be I have a lilo under my arm. Yes, because I'm off to the beach now. Of course, yes, you naked. are. Yeah. Um, we will see you then, um, Mr. Campbell. Please solemnly, perhaps, play your bagpipes. Here you go.